welcome to episode 75 of George's Random Astronomical Object. Every episode, I run a random number generator to select random astronomical coordinates in the sky, and I then search for an astronomical object near those coordinates and talk about what makes the object so interesting to astronomers. So, I will now run the random number generator. The coordinates from the generator for this episode are 11 hours, 25 minutes, 34.1 seconds right ascension, and negative 43 degrees, 14 minutes, 24 seconds declination. These coordinates point to an object named NGC 3680. This is an open cluster located about 36,000 light years or 1.1 kiloparsecs away in the constellation Centaurus. Open clusters are groups of stars that formed within the plane of our galaxy from the same nebulae at the same time and that have remained gravitationally bound since their formation. They basically look like extra dense concentrations of stars. I did not really find a satisfactory explanation for why they are called open but I think it's because they don't seem to have any distinct boundaries. The other types of clusters are globular clusters, which look like spheres or globes, and which therefore have names that make more sense than open clusters. Anyway, NGC 3680 itself is not a terribly impressive looking open cluster. It basically looks like a slightly more dense concentration of stars spread over a region about two-thirds the size of the moon. Only about 100 stars have been identified as associated with the cluster, which really isn't all that much compared to other clusters. It's also not particularly close or particularly bright. Unlike some of the open clusters in the Messier catalog, it can't be seen without a telescope. So in many respects, it doesn't really stand out. However, the one very interesting thing about NGC 3680 is its age. Before I discuss the age of NGC 3680 specifically, I should describe how astronomers determine the ages of stars more generally. The age of the Sun itself has been measured by looking at the radioactive decay of elements and meteorites that would have formed at the same time or immediately after the Sun did. However, we can't apply this same method to other stars because we don't have meteorites from those star systems. If a star is very young, we would see it within the nebulae that it formed out of, or see it surrounded by a protoplanetary disk of gas or dust. Otherwise, it's hard to say exactly how old an individual star is. However, astronomers can more easily measure the ages of stars within a group of stars that all formed at the same time, like the stars in an open or globular cluster. What astronomers do is look for all the stars that fuse hydrogen and helium in their cores like the Sun. In the plot of brightness versus temperature, these stars will lie in the straight line running from the low brightness, low temperature corner to the high brightness, high temperature corner of the plot. This line is called the main sequence. The hottest and brightest hydrogen fusing stars, which are also the bluest, will die first, followed by the not quite as bright and not quite as hot stars, which are sort of whitish in color, followed by yellowish stars in the mid range like the Sun 
and then followed by the fainter, cooler red stars. This means that when astronomers create plots of brightness versus temperature for all of the stars within the cluster, they will see the main sequence, or in other words, that line describing the relation between brightness and temperature for sun-like stars, shrinking in length as the stars get older. Astronomers just have to identify which stars are missing from the main sequence to figure out how old a cluster of stars is. So, back to the age of NGC 3680. It's estimated to be about 1.4 billion years old. This is a relatively high age for an open cluster, although some people still refer to it as an intermediate age cluster because it is possible to find a few more open clusters that are even older. An age of 1.4 billion years might not sound that old at first, given that the Sun is about 4.5 billion years old. However, the age of the stars in NGC 3680 is not what impressed me specifically. Instead, I was impressed by the fact that the cluster as a whole stayed together for 1.4 billion years. Open clusters orbit the center of the Milky Way within the galaxy's plane. Because they aren't very tightly bound gravitationally, and because they are passing by and interacting with other stars in the plane of our galaxy, they tend to get destroyed after a few hundred million years. A lot of open clusters get stretched apart by tidal forces within the Milky Way until they no longer resemble clusters. Here is the sound that a typical open cluster makes while undergoing this process. However, NGC 3680 has somehow managed to avoid being destroyed this way. So here is the sound that NGC 3680 is making right now as it orbits the center of the Milky Way. To put this into a different context, the Sun completes an orbit around the center of the Milky Way about once every 225 to 250 million years. Both NGC 3680 and many other clusters are located about the same distance from the center of our galaxy as the Sun, which means that they take about the same amount of time to orbit the center of our galaxy. Other clusters will survive for about a couple of orbits before being gravitationally shredded, but NGC 3680 has somehow managed to survive for about six orbits. Anyway, astronomers have spent a lot of time looking at NGC 3680 specifically because they know it's one of the few places where they can easily find a lot of stars that are 1.4 billion years old. This is important for astronomers who would like to build detailed models of how stars change into red giants and then die as either planetary nebulae or supernovae, and how they create and expel elements heavier than hydrogen and helium in the process of dying. It's relatively easy to find a bunch of clusters less than a few hundred million years old where astronomers can see what happens when the largest and brightest stars evolve into red supergiants and die, but it's a bit harder to find older clusters to understand what happens when the not-so-bright and not-so-large stars change into red giants and then die. Since astronomers know that they can find 1.4 billion year old stars in NGC 3680, including a lot of not-so-bright and not-so-large dying stars, they have spent a lot of time looking at NGC 3680 to understand these stars specifically, and that is why NGC 3680 is so important in professional astronomy. The location on the Earth's surface corresponding to the position of NGC 3680 in the sky is the Wilberforce River Basin, near where it joins the Rakaia River, within the Southern Alps on the South Island of New Zealand. 
The terrain in this area is quite rugged, and it seems to be particularly popular with off-road driving enthusiasts, although fly fishers and boaters also travel to the area. Quite honestly, I would recommend venturing off-road in this location only if you have experience with traversing rough terrain or if you are accompanied by someone familiar with the area. The website for this podcast is www.randomastronomicalobject.com. You can visit the website to download episodes of the show, read information about the astronomical objects, view images of those astronomical objects, look up additional reference information, and send me random feedback. You can also find this podcast on Facebook and on Twitter. The audio was recorded and edited by George Bendo. The music is Immersion by Sasha Endy at www.sasha-endy.de and the sound effects are from the Freesound Project at www.freesound.org. Thanks for listening. 